Testing, testing, one, two, three. It is the How to Sell Insurance podcast coming back at you again. This is Ryan Federico. I am here with some bad, bad men. Ashton Delango Lunday, Mr. Keith Fonseca, DJ Debt Free. All three of us back at it again. And uh, today's topic, actually, Keith had brought up, uh, he had been asked a few questions publicly about... Uh, what kind of tone you bring into an appointment and dealing with clients and what kind of tone you take on the phone, setting appointments and uh, tones to avoid. And so uh, I want to kick it over to Keith to kind of tee up our conversation for today about the importance of tone and how you sound when you're talking to clients. Yeah, so thanks take it away, so Keith. much. Good to be back. Glad to be at home with you guys. And, um, you know, I think when I came into this industry, I really thought of myself as like a customer service kind of person. You know, with that humble servant heart, what can I do for you? And I quickly understand, understood and learned that my tone really affected the way people perceive me. And so when I was reaching out to call them, you know, I'd want to call with that like joyous heart. Hey, Ashton, yeah. good to talk to you. And immediately people hang up because it's like, that's the guy calling to sell you something, right? That's the uh, – um, I'm just calling to renew the uh, maintenance on your car, right, because it's it's almost up. You know, it's someone who's calling to sell me something, and people were hanging up really, really quickly. And it, and it took me some time to sort of learn and understand that tone does matter, you know. And, Ryan, we've been to some communication um, trainings where they talk about, you know, like – 92% of communication has nothing to do with words, right? 50% is body language, 42% is tone, and 8% of all communication is the words we use. So people think that words matter most, and tone actually matters five or six times as much as the words we're using. So I thought it'd be important to kind of talk about why is tone so important, you know, how that leads to sort of conviction and purpose and intentionality and why does that have like a major impact on people, especially when you're calling them, but also when you're sitting in an appointment with them? So, um, yeah, I thought it was important to really address it. And I guess, you know, I'll jump in real quickly and then, you know, want to hear from you guys. Um, when I'm calling someone, you know, we work in a system that talks about sounding busy. And I'll give you a really quick story. So long time ago, my girlfriend and I, we went to a Nationals game in Washington, D.C. I'm a big Montreal Expos fan, and I'd never been to a Nationals game when they moved to D.C. So we went upstairs to where the food court was, and Ashton, there was like 20 different restaurants, like 20 places to choose from, and everybody was in line at one restaurant. Right now, this is in like 2006. The whole group was in line for one freaking restaurant and so i looked at my girlfriend at the time and i'm like man we got to eat there yeah. we got to know what's going on there why is it so busy and finally we got to the front and discovered it was the beginnings of five guys burgers and fries i don't know if you're familiar with that nationwide franchise but they just started and it was amazing yeah hopefully we could be sponsored by five guys at some point Indeed. there's one this, uh, three this minutes seg down the this segment house. is sponsored by five guys <laughs> get you <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Nationals Ballpark. Get your burgers and peanuts today. Anyways, you know, it was just like that principle still stands here today, yeah. right? People want to work with people that are busy. That means they're serving a lot of people. And when I'm over the phone, they're not looking at my calendar. They're not looking at, you know, kind of what I'm thinking, what I have in front of me. So my tone is going to speak 
to that busyness and talking with purpose and intention is the original first way to get their attention to me rather than they're like, hey, I'm super happy that you picked up. And they're like, hey, I'm super happy to hang up. 100%. You know what? I I was just going to say there's a fine line there that I found, you know, because sometimes you also see like – uh, for lack of a better term, like the the asshole mm-hmm. salesperson, right? And don't be that person. Don't be that person, please, who's just like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for you. My time's so much more important than you. And like, if you don't want to do this and I don't want to do business with you and like that, that's not going to work very well for most people. Uh, it is a numbers game. We do want to get in front of a lot of people. and We do want to have the right, uh, the right tone in how busy we are be respectful and you know still make it sound like no i'm i'm in demand i have a lot of people that want to see me i want to see you and i want to see if i can help you uh, but we're going to have to figure it out at a time that works for both of us because a lot of people want to see me i think there's a fine line there because I've, I've heard some pretty hardcore <laughs> you know people uh with with yeah, that, that like, tone i'm so busy is always so much to do especially like man you're if you're in the industry of booking appointments before you go you know, there, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, I just talked to a, to a guy this week. He's like, I just get the leads and I go door knocking. So obviously, you know, if, if you're in that type of market, that's going to be drastically different. But when you're in that market where you're calling and setting the appointments, then tone is going to be key. And, and another portion that I'll throw in there is if you want to be in the market where you have the leads and you're calling and setting them before you're running the appointment, that's going to be a really big portion of getting them to show because a lot of people they can call the leads they can set the appointment but then they didn't show and there's only one of two reasons either one didn't they didn't understand why they were meeting you which is an entirely different topic or two the tone wasn't there the, the urgency wasn't there they hung up on you in the very first five seconds even if you got to five seconds or they just told you what you wanted to hear to get off the phone, and uh, that urgency wasn't pushed through with your tone. Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that's important that we kind of expand on a little bit is I was actually talking with an agent about this this morning. I was, uh, I'm was i in Las Vegas for an event that's, uh, that's coming up tomorrow. Hope I see a lot of you guys there. And uh, hopefully this comes out before that event, but (laughs) maybe it won't. Uh, And uh, I I was talking to an agent as I was sitting in the airport waiting to board the flight. And it was very clear that the tone that this this particular agent was taking in the home or in the sales process was the same tone that they were using on the phone to set the appointment. And it was causing a lot of people to not show up. And so there, I do feel like there's a difference in between the tone that you take to set an appointment and the, the tone that you take when you're in an appointment. So when you're in an appointment, we want to have those typical sales techniques of matching and mirroring and listening for, uh, you know, getting both spouses involved, uh, listening for who's a driver and, you know, who's a little bit more contemplative and listening to, uh, you know, some of their cues to see if they're a, a visual learner or not auditory learner, that kind of thing. And so we have this, this different presence in the home that is a little bit more salesy than on the phone, I think. And on the phone, if you lead with that, like imagine you guys are, are you know, getting a phone call 
and they pick up and they go, oh, Mr. Fonseca, how are you doing? You know, it's just like, click, bye. You know, I'm like, I never, when I'm setting an appointment, I never call somebody by their last name. It's always first name basis. We're friends. You asked me for my help. I'm asking you uh, for the best time that I can help you. And so it's it, it's a little bit different, I think, the, the tone that I take when I'm in an appointment because in an appointment, I have a goal for them to buy insurance. And so I'm setting them up to buy insurance, so I need to build some rapport. And so I'm asking those more detailed questions of, you know, how long have you been in this house and where'd you move from and what do you like best about it? And where's your family and what do you do for work? And uh, we've seen so many agents and Keith, I know you can talk to this. We had one in particular, I won't name names, uh, but we had one, one uh, agent in particular in the Pacific Northwest, just so he knows what I'm talking about, uh, who would just like, he would stay on the phone with people for like 15 minutes. He was born in that area, and he would be like, oh, you're over by the River Glen? And, oh, man, when I was seven, we used to go down there with my brothers, and uh, we used to ride bikes, and my brother now turned into a doctor, and he always wants to come back, but he's too busy working with Ty. And it would just, like, spiral off on the phone, setting an appointment with somebody, uh, in essence, to build that rapport because he came from sales, but not having the tone of, I'm busy, I'm here to get something done, you requested my help, let's get an appointment booked, I got to go. Uh, really hurt that agent, and he's no longer in the business because of it. You know, so Keith, you, well, what's I, your I perspective on that? Well, I love the idea of um, a specific focus when calling, and everybody, you know, you can use a different focus in a different language and a different script, but ultimately, at least for me, um, what I see for people showing up is trying to identify the need, right? That they need insurance uh, because then they specifically will make it a priority. So matching that with making this a priority to me um, and breaking it into sort of three sort of sections, which is like the beginning is the, the setting the tone for the phone call, right? And so if it's like, hey, there's a big difference between hey, Ryan and hey, Ashton, right? At one time, I went to a presentation by Jordan Balfour. I don't know if anybody knows. He's the wolf of Wall Street. And he talked about building a phone center right and specifically booking appointments and somebody asked him that from the crowd and he said look people's brain is like the old type of computer where you would uh, pull up the computer and it would have that spinny wheel where it was like processing processing so when we call people to talk about insurance or to talk about setting an appointment immediately they're going to create a narrative in their head and my goal is to overcome that narrative using my tone because if I feed them too many words, they're not going to be listening. So the tone of asking questions and ending my statements with questions, he said, really creates a moment for them to think about. So if I'm calling Ryan, I'm like, hey, Ryan, in a question tone. Hey, Ryan. And then Ryan goes, who is this? Am I supposed to know this person? Hey, Ryan, this is Keith Fonseca. I'm yeah. calling about a request you made for some life insurance or mortgage protection or final expense. Over at 123 Main Street, notice I finished that with a go up again. And that's what Jordan talked about. And now he's going like, why is this person calling me? What are they calling me about? Well, I was getting back to you. Now, the second part of it is the specific intention. Here's why I'm calling. I'm calling to get some information so that I can set an appointment with you and go over options. And I'm being very clear about that in a tone that's very directed, very focused, and brief. I'm calling to get some information so I can set an appointment with you and go over some options. Now there's no confusion. Notice that tone is not, hey, do you have some time to talk right now? Is this a good time for you? Are you free? Notice how that sing-songy says, I'm, I'm begging. 
Yeah. No. Right? Immediately, no. people are going to be like, no, scam. No. I don't want to talk to you. My no. favorite is when people are like, hey, I'm really busy. Can you call me back? And Ryan actually taught me this. Yeah, have about 10 or 15 seconds of questions and get right into it with a very busy tone. How old are you? Whatever, whatever. I've had 20-minute conversations with people who said, can you call me back? I'm super busy. But once I took over, they were willing to stay on the phone and be a part of it. And then the third part for me is just set that appointment and get off the phone. Don't try to sell. Don't spend too much time with them. Let them know this is about business because if they're about business, they're going to respect that and they're going to respect that you respect I think another thing I want to get your, your advice on there, you mentioned it earlier. Um, where is that fine line of setting the right tone, setting that urgency, and also building that rapport? Like you mentioned it before, you don't want to sit on the phone and, and tell eight, eight stories about when you were a kid, but you also want to make sure that you built that connection so they show. So, so where do you find that fine line between rapport and tone and urgency? Well, I think it's important to be listening, right? The whole time, there's a, a real practicality about intentionality, and that comes from tone. But then, remember I said 50% is body language, and no one can pick up your body language over the phone, but they can pick up authenticity. So just think about if I'm nervous in my body, I don't sound authentic. If I'm relaxed in my body, I might sound more authentic. So when someone mentions something that connects with me, as long as I'm deeply listening. So just think about them saying, yeah, no, no heart attack, cancer, stroke in my family. My immediate reaction is a different tone of, oh, thank God. I'm super happy to hear that. That makes me sound like a friend. So picking and choosing those moments to switch the tone to the friendliness right nope i've been smoke free for five years i'm super happy to hear that my mom smoked her whole life and now she's facing a ton of problems see how that little clip of switching from intentionality to being very very um, cool and calm and friendly oh man that's great happy to hear that then back to business right so that practicing that switch but keeping it very close to a place where i'm still getting my mission accomplished but I'm also sharing a little bit mm. of myself That's in good. authenticity and not overdoing. Yeah. I think another way that you can really easily change your tone, and if you're having trouble setting appointments with, with people, um, smile. It, it'll work wonders for your tone, I promise. If you just smile on the other end of the phone and you, and you read your script or you make your phone call and you just do this and you just smile... It's almost impossible to not carry a more energetic, authentic tone. And, you know, doctors call this the bedside manner, Ashton, right, is uh, can you get information, can you deliver information, and also be friendly. And um, I, one of the ways that I think I do that in building rapport, especially one of the ways that I think increases show rate, is by, you know, making it sound very easy, making everything sound very easy and very simple not a huge commitment. I don't need you to meet me for an hour. I'm not going to put you in the car salesman, you know, headlock Mm. and bring five closers over to you and a finance guy and like all this stuff. Uh, It's going to be 15 or 20 minutes. We'll go over the options. It's super simple. I'm going to send you a link to your email. You can click on it. It's super easy. No big deal. 
it's it's not like have you ever used zoom before and oh you know well i'm gonna have to do this and you're gonna have to download zoom on your computer and do you have a computer or can you do it from yeah. a phone or you know it's like making it sound super complicated and then mm-hmm. you're wondering why people don't show up um where it's just like no man this is super easy it's all good i'm gonna do the, the heavy lifting for you you guys just show up we'll go over your options it'll be 10 or 15 minutes and no problem and uh, during that time, there's a couple questions that I might ask that pepper in a little bit of that rapport building. What do you do for work? It's pretty important yeah. that you know what somebody does for work, uh, you know, before, before you set an appointment with them. Otherwise, you might be looking at uh, a policy that doesn't accept active duty military, and you could have found that out on the phone, or law mm-hmm. enforcement officers, you know, or, or somebody who does high-rise construction. I had a, a scuba diver one time that did, uh, he's in Maine, and he, he uh, constructed docks, and he's just a you know, professional scuba diver that built docks. And, uh, you know, it's like those things are very important. So those yeah. things naturally on the phone, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a scuba diver. How, how'd you get into doing that? And now I can now I can have a little bit of playful, like, I'm really interested. And how are you a professional scuba diver? What do you do? That's that's awesome. Um, you know, like, have you have you been turned down for insurance for that before? You know, and I can start asking these little probing questions and building a little bit more rapport, caring about them. Uh, they're not just a number on a sheet. I'm not just asking, you know, reading questions, taking the answer. Okay, thank you. See you Tuesday. It's really a, a depth of understanding of what they what they need and what they're looking for before I book the appointment. And so that that sets up that rapport properly. But That's I'm good. still doing that in a pace that gets me off the phone in five minutes. Yep. You know what I mean. And notice how you're maintaining control the whole time, right? The tone of intentionality of getting the information you need, but also building rapport, maintain control of the conversation because you're asking the questions you're just subtly transitioning from a purposeful tone to a playful tone back to a purposeful tone to an inquisitive tone but never a kind of you're in control please i'm begging you kind of tone and that yeah that transition oh god yeah go ahead i was just gonna jump in man that's that's the worst you know like when when you are I want you guys to think about this as you're as you're listening to this podcast and and really examine your language because it's so subconscious. I, I've talked to so many agents who don't even realize they're doing it, uh, but they they do these things like Keith mentioned it earlier. Do you just have a couple minutes? I no. can ask you a few questions, <laughs> right? That's that's a that's a, not an assertive tone, right? And so it, you're not in control. You're giving up control. Uh, is it all right if I you know ask you about your health or you know it's the, when people do it all the time for. Yeah like asking for their social security number for an application or something. They are sold. Like it's done. If you're asking for their social security, they've already bought, you're filling out the application. You don't need to be bashful about it. And I hear like, oh, you know, anything that I ask you, you can turn right back around and ask me or like any information, I'll share mine freely with you. So you just share yours freely with me. And it's, it's putting you in this compromised tone of that you're uncomfortable and you're nervous and it makes them nervous and they don't want to answer those questions either. And then now it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't give this person my social, right? Maybe I don't have a couple minutes for them to ask me a question where if you're like, Hey, I just need to verify some information. Uh, I see here that your date of birth is this. I see here that you're this age. You're, is that correct? You're yeah, that's correct. Perfect. Cause you were direct. You had a, a very strong tone to your voice of just needing to clarify some information. It was pleasant but you're not giving up control to them. And so many times I see agents fall into that hole. So important in the appointment to maintain tone and control. 
so important. There's so many agents out there who fail to protect families and write insurance, and they think it's because it costs too much or the family didn't want to buy. And the truth is it's about the tone and the control of the action that moves through in any appointment. So let me give you guys a quick analogy that I like to share in some trainings. We're all standing in a house, and it's on fire. And there's two people trying to lead us out, right? So it's in fire, on fire. We're going to die if we don't get out of this house. And there's two people leading us out. One is going, hey, guys, I think this is the way. Please come this way if you, if you want to follow me. If it's up to you. It's okay if you want to. And the other person's going like, here's the way out. Leave now. Here's the way out. Let's go. Right? Let's go! I'm following the second. Even if that person has no idea what they're talking about. I'm following the second. So when we get into an appointment, I really feel now it's not important to say, you're buying insurance. Go this way. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is, what I'm saying is, understand that people will respect leadership, confidence, and a tone of assertiveness that makes them feel comfortable that they're with the right person, even if I have no idea what I'm talking about. So setting the tone in an appointment, at least for, for me, right? And all three of us, we subscribe to the creating, you know, setting the scene with what we call role and purpose. We subscribe to a training. We do head, heart, gut shoes of asking four questions. We ask six times in the appointment so that by the time it's time to buy, they already know what's going on. But at least for me, I'm setting the tone right at the beginning of we're here for me not to sell you insurance. Like I know this is the how to sell insurance podcast. And on every one of my appointments, I say, I'm not here to sell you insurance. My job is to figure out what you qualify for. I'm going to do that by doing a medical review. I'm going to do a quick financial overview because some people need less insurance than they think they need. And then I'm going to present you options. You're going to pick the one that makes the most sense. And then we're going to fill out an application because we don't yet know if you qualify. How does that sound? Does that sound like a good plan? The second they say yes, it's over. They've just bought, right? But notice the tone wasn't like, is it cool with you if we do a medical review? Because I kind of need to figure out, you know, if you'll qualify. And then if you don't mind, I want to ask you some financial questions. But I don't want to insult you or upset you or ask something you're uncomfortable with. So, you know, the tone is like, yep. Well, and you, you, took, it, you took it a step further because you also didn't say, and then if there's something that you like, we can go ahead and maybe fill out an application to an insurance right. carrier. But only if you like it. You said... I'm going to show you some options, and you guys are going to choose the one that works best for you, and we're going to submit an application to the insurance carrier. You gave them a strong tone. It's just like, here's what we're here to do. I'm going to take you on this journey with me. We're going to get this thing done. And I think it's – and I'd mm-hmm. want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, Ashton, you had a you – know, not not surprising. You had a big week last week, right? Uh, you know, popping out was like 14000 or something like that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm fronting <laughs> you too much. Um, but – you know, you, you're probably right in the mix of, of doing some of this. So what's some of the tone? We talked about setting an appointment. We've kind of danced around some of the tone that you take in the sales appointment. Um, what, what's yeah. your kind of go-to um, I think there, there's kind of two portions of that. Obviously, when you're on the phone, you want to take that uh, approach of being that professional. I always tell people, you know, they didn't fill out a form for a professional pen pal. Um, they were filling out the form for a financial professional to assist them in their financial needs. You know, I don't go to the doctor expecting to have a pen pal when I walk out. Then I want to be talking to you every week and, you know, hey, here's my journal entry for the week. You know, I'm not <laughs> going to be doing that. Like, hey, I'm sick. I, this is what I need. All right, thanks. 
you know, uh, fix this issue I have. Same thing with us. They sent in a form and asked for someone who knew more than they did about a financial issue they had, life insurance, and they want someone to go, hey, what is that solution that fits my needs with my budget? So that's that approach I take on the phone. Hey, is this so-and-so? Great. Well, here's what I need. I got to, this is what I have. I'm going to verify it, and then I'm going to tell you what I need, and then we're going to set the time to go over everything. And it's the, the same same type of tone in the appointment. You know, it's going to be a little friendlier. Um, I'm now able to sit there and build that rapport as a professional friend. You know, obviously, you know, we, we just had a great experience. We went to the doctor uh, a few days ago, and we were like, you know what? This doctor isn't really personable. They act like they don't care. And they're like, you know, hey, this there's no connection being built here. They're like, cool, you're the next person on my checklist. All right, all right, uh, done. And, you know, they're out of the room. And I'm like, all right, well, we don't really know if we're going to go back to that doctor. <laughs> um, didn't really care too much about it. So you, you have that, that fine line where you're building that connection, building that rapport. It should only take five or ten minutes um, to really sit there and connect with that person and then move it along. You, you don't want to be in that point to where they're going, is this guy ever going to talk about the thing we asked about? <laughs> we're 25 minutes into the appointment. Now, and I think as you know, we're closing it down on the tone, I think that's a, a, a great thing to always remember is that you have to find the fine line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you uh, – I was just going to say I think you hit it on the head. You said professional friendship. Right, which which is I think a great tone to look for is Absolutely. I'm here to help you, but I'm you're, you're going to like me well. I'm helping you. I'm here to get something done, but we're going to be uh, we're going to be acquaintances at the yep. end of this, and you're going to be able to call me, and we'll be on a first name basis. And um, one of the things that I, I was thinking about when when Keith brought up this topic was I feel like a lot of times in the training that you find throughout the industry, especially on closing, there's this really old school sales tone. You know, to like how you combat the think about it or, you know, people are just like, well, what do you need to think about? Or, you know, it's like, well, no, you got to get this. What happens if you die tomorrow? And I think that the new the newer sales approaches and the newer closing tactics are totally just based in tone. And so the tone that I like to take in an appointment, I think, is be the solution looking for the problem. So I have all the solutions. I have the answers to all the problems. And I just need to look for the problem that exists in that person's life. Maybe they have a bunch of life insurance and I want to talk to them about living benefits or critical illness or chronic illness standalone. Maybe they have all of that and I want and they're worried about their money in the market. We want to examine an annuity or we want to examine a, an IUL you know, or something like that. And so I am, maybe it's their kids, right? Maybe, maybe they need to put something in place on their kids. So I'm the solution and I'm looking for their problem in the entire appointment and just expanding. Well, what would happen to you guys if this happened? And what would happen to you guys if that happened? And what would it look like for you if this scenario popped up? And I'm just, you know, looking for the problem. And at the end of the appointment, if I've done that enough and I've said, so what happens if you don't die, you're in a car accident, you're disabled and you can't work what's going to happen to this house or what's going to happen to your kids or what's going to happen to your wife or your assets or whatever. And the answer is, well, yeah, we're going to lose basically everything at the end of the appointment when they're like, well, you know, we need to think about it or, you know, we're going to sleep on it. We'll get back to you. Can you email me some options or whatever, rather than taking that old school approach and just like hammering them into like, you need this now. Let me remind you about all that stuff that you said, taking more of the approach of, I care for you. I'll give you an example. Like, Ashton, and I appreciate that, 
but with everything that you've told me here today, we went over that if this happened, this would happen. And if that happened, this would happen. And I just, I can't leave this appointment in good conscience, knowing that if something happened to you tomorrow, that you guys are going to be in a terrible financial position. That's Mm -hmm. literally my job. And, you know, you guys may view me as a friend right now. And, and, you know, I'm glad that we have this relationship, but six months from now, when, you know, your wife is, is, you know, get diagnosed with a major illness or something like that, God forbid, uh, you're going to look back on this situation and go, why didn't Ryan do his job? Right. Why didn't Ryan put this coverage in place? Why didn't Ryan help us apply for insurance? Because we talked about it. We're here right now. And so I just, I can't in good conscience leave this appointment without at least getting you something. It doesn't have to be all the coverage in the world, but we've got to put some coverage in place ethically. Otherwise, I'm not really doing my job here. And I want to make sure you guys are covered. That's a super hard close. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a, a hardcore, like we are doing this right now. I'm not taking no for an answer. We are filling out an application, but it's coming from a place, a tone of just like, I'm so concerned with you guys. And I listened to everything that you said and we explored all this stuff. And guy, I just can't do that to you guys. I can't leave here without you at least having some coverage in place. It's very reasonable. They know it to be true. And more often than not, they're going to go, you know what? Okay, let's find something that works. Or you can suggest a second option. Instead of doing that 100000 why don't we do 50000 right now? So at least you have something if something were to happen. And then you guys can decide if you want to up it later. But let's at least get you applied mm-hmm. for that. Does that sound like a good plan? I'm closing hard. But my tone is is very light, and I care about you, and I want to have this relationship with you, and I don't want to leave here with that with you being in jeopardy of losing all the stuff. You know, that I you feel built. like you're poking you know I mean? the elephant in the room, and I don't just mean the guy sitting on the toilet there behind me. You know, um, and I'm sure we'll get deeper into this. <laughs> did we? By the way, hold on. Wait, wait. Did, no, did we give that elephant actually, a name? He does yet? not yet have a name. I've okay. Had an, we should give a we should have a naming contest for <laughs> on total, the. Uh, on I've the, had a on number of clients. YouTube channel. Comment comment below on what be you called. think the, yeah. uh, the elephant should A number of clients named. have just stopped me in the middle of an appointment and like, is that an elephant sitting on a toilet behind you? I'm like, it's such an amazing conversational piece. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the elephant in the room here and why we talk so much about personal growth, personal development, is that there's going to be a number of people listening to this who will say, well, I don't want to be that person that closes hard. I don't want to be that push person that pushes people and makes them not like me or makes them feel rushed or makes them feel overwhelmed and i guess i have two questions for those people number one is the client on the other side was your parents and ryan was sitting with your parents and you knew your parent was going to pass away inside of six months and the other parent was going to be homeless or devastated wouldn't you want him to push a little harder wouldn't you want him to ask the questions that really bring around the seriousness of why we're here in the first place because again people don't sit to buy life insurance when they don't need life insurance and we have to accept that and so taking that tone of like it's really important for me to identify either what we're putting in place tonight or why you are telling me we're not so i can figure out a solution so that's point number one point number two is i would challenge anyone to survey and ashton is about the softest sweetest spoken person in america right i guess he closes, I don't know about well that. <laughs> maybe uh, his wife might disagree at times but he closes like it's nobody's business right and he's still soft-spoken but I, I challenge you to you know, go up and down leaderboards in your agency or in the group you work with 
and start to survey the people who are having success and writing a ton of premium and and covering and protecting a ton of families. And do they strike you as the type of person that's going to back away from a challenge? Do they strike you as the type of person when someone says, mm, this isn't right for you. Oh, okay, don't let me bother you. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to upset you and push you into a little uncomfortableness. Right? The question is, how uncomfortable will you be? God forbid something happened to you this weekend. Have you ever heard of a story of someone passing away in a car accident? I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. But you came to me to make a plan that, God forbid, that was going to happen. Now, how uncomfortable would we all be if, God forbid, that happened and we don't apply for something? Because something is better than nothing. Wouldn't you agree? And a little bit more is better than just something. Wouldn't you agree? So let's figure out what you qualify for and at least get that in place and be comfortable with it. And, I, and I'll, leave with, I'll leave you guys with this. Every single appointment I write in, whether it's mortgage protection or one of the larger participating whole life policies, whatever we're doing over here, I ask my clients the same two questions. One is, what did we put in place today so they know what they got? And the second question I always close my every appointment with is, did you feel pressured to buy insurance today? And I've never had anyone say yes, That's right, good. in the last four years, not even one I time. love that. I love that question. I love that question. And, you know, there's there's another example of this, and I know we want to wrap up here and I'll get Ashton's final thoughts. There's, there's another example of this, Keith, that you do very well that I've heard you give uh, a number of trainings about. That's another how do we close the deal with the right tone, not being, you know, overly egregious in our you know sales tactics or whatnot by painting a picture. But you're still painting a picture mm-hmm. out of that concern. And one of the one of the things that, that you did really well that I adopted is, you know, when, when it's at the end of a sales process and it's not it's not turning into an application and, and you've uncovered a, a pretty significant need for insurance and, and there should be we should be filling out an application where, you know, you, you painted a picture when they're like, well, you know, send me the quotes or send, send me those prices to my email or, or whatever. And you talked about mm-hmm. the prices in a drawer. And, you know, let me ask you if something happened to you. Let's say, you know, you drive a long way to work. You should know that. You know, we, we've had a, some conversation with them. You drive a long way to work. I'm sure you've seen car accidents on the freeway. I'm sure those people weren't planning to get in a car accident that, that day. Uh, but let's say that you were in a car accident. And God forbid you died. And two weeks go by, you know, figuring out the funeral and the burial and all that stuff. And, um, you know, your, your wife's having to move cause she can't afford this house and, and whatnot. I'm painting the picture of what I believe their story is going to be based upon the information they gave me. Your wife's cleaning out the house and stuff like that. And your daughter opens up that drawer and finds insurance prices. How do you think your daughter's going to feel about seeing those insurance prices there? Do you think she's going to be happy or do you think she's going to be calling me saying, Hey, did my, did my dad do this? Did my dad, uh, you know, fill this out and, and get these options? Do we have insurance? Can we keep this house? Or, you know, do you think she's going to look at it and go, I wish my dad did this? How would you feel uh, if, if it was one of your family members, if it was one of your parents, right? And, and you are now stuck with this burden of figuring out how one of your parents stays in the house or how one of your parents, how you pay for the funeral or something like that. And you were cleaning out the house and you found remnants of them meeting with somebody about insurance. And would you go, God, I, I wish they would have done that. I wish they would have got this coverage put in place. Or, you know, would you just go, oh, too bad. Darn. 
you know, you're probably going to wish they put some coverage in place. So that's what I'm here to do tonight. I'm here to help you put some coverage in place so that we don't have those concerns when the unexpected happens. So let's get this application at least filled out, sent into the insurance carrier to see if you get approved. If you do get approved, then we know you at least have some coverage in place if something like that were to happen. And, you know, so it's like kind of painting that picture of like, yeah. what are what are quotes going to mm-hmm. do for you? Quotes in a drawer, you know, or something like that. Um, and, and again, another another decently, you know, hard close to somebody who's not wanting to budge, but in a way that's just like, I care about you. I don't want to see this happen. How would you feel if this happened? Asking questions and inviting them to paint their own picture and their own story. Um, so throw it to Ashton for kind of our, uh, our, our final yeah, thoughts on I mean, someone, we, anything that, uh, that's kind of on your heart key. that you uh, um, wanted to add to this conversation. Having that tone of, of importance, um, conveying that message. And then simply, you know, in those appointments when you're trying to tie it down, it's really just going back to why do they need this in the first place? There's a a reason they filled it out if you're working leads. You know, there's a reason they sent it in. Odds are whatever they have now, they had before they sent it in. And they're still looking for help. So making sure that you're setting that up in the beginning of the appointment, utilizing that tone. Um, You know, when you come across as a professional... You're going to get the answers you're looking for. If you come across and the tone isn't right and you're coming across shy and timid, they might question a lot of what you're asking. But if you come across with a professional tone going, here's what I need and here's the next thing, all right, I need this, all right, great, now I need this, 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 they're just going to go, all right, here's the information. I don't have anyone that asks me, why did you ask about my finances? Why did you ask what I make a month? Why did you ask what our bills are? Why did you ask what insurance I have? Why did you ask how much it is, how much I pay, who's it with? I don't get those questions because I go, okay, great. So who's the coverage with? Great. How much coverage do you have? Okay. How much are you spending a month? All right. And, and I'm just asking it like it's normal because it is. So when you come across with that tone, you're going to get the answers you're looking for, and you're not going to run into a lot of questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very direct, very to the point. And uh, to Ashton's earlier point, Absolutely. Uh, we have an episode that's all about improving your show ratio and how to take that correct tone on the phone. Go back to uh, writemoreapps.com. Check us out on the our YouTube channel, Spotify, everywhere that you can find podcasts. We are there. We will be coming at you with uh, some more fresh episodes in the coming weeks. 